The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Unbelievable, Carrie. Did you? I heard. I mean, I heard about it on the radio on Monday morning. Uh, I mean, it was just you know. People were very excited. Uh, it was just it was just so unbelievable. Yeah, you know, for our, you know, waiting for so long. Baker was feeling dangerous, Kerry. It's like a volcano right now. <laughs> I can't explain it. You've got this time Mike Hilton, who's probably their best cover guy out there, just getting juked. I, I mean, that face is laughing. It was just, it was, it was just wonderful, Kerry. Um, you know the. The it just seems like all well, it's the been so so long. It seems like all the monkeys on the back. You know, it's uh, it, you know, getting to the playoffs, winning a playoff mm-hmm. game, you know, um, winning a playoff game on the road, um, beating you know our arch rivals, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, beating Big Ben Worthless Burger, you know, who has a winning record against us, right. outstanding, and all of this. You know, with Kevin Stefanski, you know, a front runner for Coach of the Year, you know, you know, banished to the, his Rocky River basement. You know, I mean, I mean, Kerry, no one's accomplished more from the basement. Uh, well, except Joe maybe Biden? Joe Biden. I was going to say, is that where you going? Kevin, Kevin did um, first playoff win in 26 years. Um, you know, what can you say? So, and and. The, uh, the the miracle year continues. So uh, go mm. Browns this weekend. They got a tougher game this Who are weekend. They uh, the Super Bowl championships. The uh, Kansas City. You oh, know, so it's a, it's a, they're going up against the you know who's expected. Well, it's you know toss a coin, but most people expect Kansas City Chiefs to repeat. At least mm-hmm. get to the Super Bowl, whether they right. win it or not. But it's tough to repeat a Super Bowl, you know. But right. getting there, you know, they're maybe the you know, and and they're favored to get there. So we'll see. So um, so I I know. So I'm just going to spend the whole hour talking about the Browns, Carrie, if that's okay. Yeah, I, I need to. I disagree. I'm All right, sure. Get us started. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. And Mark, by the way, I think we have plenty of other financial news to talk about. That certainly this year, um, we don't even have enough time in our show. But you're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between nine and ten. We've been around more for many, many years, and we're here to give you helpful information about financial news and issues you might be hearing about and actionable steps and things you should do and be aware of when it comes to your financial life, which is true if you're working and thinking, when I, when can I ever afford to retire? Or if I'm in retirement and worried about spending, rising health care costs, 
If you're worried about future tax increases, which many of us are now, um, I'm in the camp that believes that. I don't think it's just the people making more than 400000 that should be concerned today. Um, we have plenty of issues to be concerned about. Um, and it's about keeping your hard-earned dollars. And we've talked on the show for many years about using opportunities in the complicated tax code and being proactive about your financial life because the default plan is usually the most costly plan and is usually in the government's best interest, not your own by inaction. And we're sponsored by the estate planning team. The estate planning team is a traditional financial planning firm. We're financial planners. We build financial models and do objective and biased analysis. So decision making is much easier and gives people clarity on what's possible, um, what they should be doing, what steps they should take, um, what you know, and analyzing things for them so that decision making is easy. The estate planning team has been around Cleveland more than 35 years um, and known for customized, coordinated, um, comprehensive planning. Although now we offer hourly planning for people who need a little bit of help, as well as affordable, comprehensive fees, really helping people through the different phases of their financial life through analysis, recommendations, and implementation, and making adjustments to those plans along the way. And the estate planning team is also. A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau and Super Service Award winners multiple years on Angie's list. We do offer a free consultation. So if you're someone out there who wants to find out if we can help, what can we do for you? Um, you think everything's okay. Maybe there's something you're missing. You don't know what you don't know. Or maybe there's some opportunity um, or something you should be doing that's going to give you more net benefit. Or a problem you're not aware of. Or maybe you're worried about something you shouldn't be. And those are, that's the clarity of planning. And the consultations right now, we're doing those either by phone or in person, whatever you're more comfortable with. But we're here to help. And if we can't help you, we'll definitely let you know. You can call our office, leave a message. We'll get back to you on Monday morning. We are in the office this Monday. Or you can send an email through the website. That's 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, Carrie, yes, we certainly have a lot of financial uh, news to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can, we've got a new Democratic leadership, mm-hmm. and, and so we're waiting to see what's going to happen there. There's going to, you know, um, now we're taping the show this week on Thursday, um, and the the 14th, so... Tonight is when Joe Biden's going to, you know, talk publicly about his new stimulus package. Right. But again, I don't know how much detail Joe's going to go into on a, you know, a, a like a, a press conference like that. He's, I'm sure he'll throw out the numbers. And I again, we assume the numbers are going to be one point five to two trillion dollars. And he may get a specific about a couple of things. I'm sure mm-hmm. he'll mention you know whether the we are or you're you should be expecting to get a higher stimulus check than the six hundred dollars that's supposedly on the way. So we'll talk about that. Oh yeah, but, more more stimulus, right? How are we going to pay for it, Mark? Well, before that, here though, I just want to. Dips his shoulders. He's to the forty, thirty-five. He's to the thirty. Cut back twenty-five. He's to the fifteen. Ten. Five. Touchdown. Nick Chubb. He's over a thousand, and the Browns lead six nothing. You know, I, 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 you know, I just, uh, I just want to play those highlights and not worry oh, about. The, yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Um, so we'll we'll talk. But so we we started last week, and we started talking about the idea that, you know, if you believe that there are going to be major changes, and you're getting caught up in the headlines, and there's certainly no shortage of headlines on you know rising tax rates and and you know, this Democratic, you know, progressive tax agenda. And I'm saying, well, before you get too caught up in the headlines, you know, first, you know, if those things do happen, and it's not saying that they're all going to happen, it's not saying they're all going to happen overnight. But even so, even if it does happen, is it really going to affect you? Or are you going to get caught up in the sizzle and just listen to the talking heads who want to scare you to the point where you're ready to do anything because you think that the taxes are going to ruin your financial life. Um, now, well, I think people panic 
Now, Mark, do you like bacon? Because you always say sizzle. Who doesn't like bacon? Who doesn't like bacon? I was going to say, but, I, you know, we see that often where people come in after the fact. They bought something because it sounded good or they got involved in a concept that they really don't understand. And even though you might be justifiably concerned, make sure whatever, if it's a product, it's a solution, it's a le- that you really understand first, do you need it? Right. How is it going to help today? How is it going to help later? Right. And and if and if you're and you have to kind of get through the weeds of distinguishing between what potential democratic tax law changes are affecting income taxes and also perhaps what of what are their plans for death taxes or mm-hmm. estate taxes. Um, so you have to, you know, we that comes when we're working with our goals and objectives with our clients, our new clients. That's always usually a question that we get to. We, you know, if the client and it's now I don't know if it's almost universal goal. They say I want to reduce taxes. Have we heard that as a goal oh, yeah. once or twice, Carrie, and over many the many times thirty five years? I was going to say that's a majority, right? Um, and so the idea, though, well, okay, but let's drill that down. What is more concerning to you? What do you would rather? Do? Are you trying to reduce your income taxes during your lifetime, mm-hmm. or are you trying to reduce passage costs to your children at the time of your death? Mm-hmm. Because you might not have the same solution for both those. Right. I mean, one strategy to reduce one exposure isn't necessarily reducing the exposure on the second. Or some people say, I'd like to minimize my taxes and my passage on some balance of the two. Right. But that's where it's unique. Right. That's why you don't ask your neighbor what they're doing. Right. Some people don't care, say, I want to reduce my taxes because I've helped my kids. And if they have to take a tax it... In the end, uh, that's their issue. Well, some people, you know, don't have kids, Carrie. <laughs> right. Some people don't like their kids. Yeah. See, this is your plan, not mine. Right. Or some people's just intention is, I want the government to get as little as possible. We've had a few of those right. people that have no family, no kids, and well, as long we, as the government but, doesn't get it, they're happy. Well, but let's talk. Let's talk about the uh, clients who do have kids that they love and 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 want right. not to leave them a big tax bill at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, they sometimes their work through their solution is well, Mark, I'm willing to pay a little bit more taxes in my lifetime right. if it means it saves big estate taxes when I die. Right. See, they're willing for that trade-off. Right. So, this is where, you know, but before you before you know the answers or mm-hmm. go down those pathways and to try to discover the answer, I don't know if you should be going and running out and buying anything. Right. All right. Um, and the other thing, too, is, um, you know, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I mean, I'm going to keep talking about and I'm not, when I mean keep talking about it, we'll be talking about this all year. Mm-hmm. OK, this will be the topic for 2021. All right, uh, because we now know that, uh, you know, the, the Georgia Senate seats went to the Democratic. But we still, though, don't know if um, Schumer is going to be successful in throwing out the filibuster. Mm. You know, in other words, to get major tax law changing done, not. you need a, the supermajority in the Senate. You need the 60 votes. Right. So the Democrats don't have the 60 votes. OK, um, now, will they? Uh, so the question is. There's been talk where they'll get rid of the filibuster, you know, right. because and they'll say, hey, the simple majority lets us do whatever we want. Remember, mm-hmm. they have the slight majority in the House right now. It's like three, three seats yeah. until until uh, Pelosi can re- replace some of the Democratic seats for the, for the people that took uh, cabinet positions. Right. OK, so she's got to get those seats replaced. I'm sure the governor's going to replace them, <laughs> whoever replaces them with uh, Democrats, not right. Republicans. But, you know, but until then, you know, the, the slight majority and then the Senate, you know, they've got the 50 votes in the Senate. They got Kamala's tie being broke and they're saying, OK, with that. But but there we, there's a handful of people carry in the Senate that could go either way. Right. Regardless of what party they say they're they're under. Mm-hmm. OK, now for the Democrats, everyone's heard of, you know, Joe Manchin, for example. Right. You know, okay. out of West Virginia, um, you know, a Democrat. And he's already come out. I, I've heard him at least twice publicly say that he would not vote to get rid of the filibuster. 
Right. Okay. So, so Joe, you know, so Schumer. I don't think everybody's on board with that okay. just because Schumer is. Another one is John Tester out of Montana. Another one, another Democrat in Arizona, Kristen Cinema. Remember Kristen Cinema? She was the you know the witch. Remember Carrie? Oh yeah. Remember she she had the, and I'm Sounds literally like remember and she I'm had the the Wicca people coming oh, to yeah. her to her outdoor uh, campaigns uh, rallies. Yeah. Um, so Kristen Cinema, she's kind of centrist. Um, she's one of the more centrist in the uh, uh, in the Senate Democrats. Okay, but then you also have some rhinos, you know, on the Republican side. Lisa Murkowski, uh, Murkowski, right, of Alaska. Okay. Right. You know, she's now threatening to say, hey, she might, you know, over the Trump's, you know, insurgents, you know, oh, she, she's saying she's threatening to, to leave the Republican Party and either go Democrat or if not Democrat, at least maybe go independent. Independent would be more reasonable. Uh, but not, how do we blame every uh, Republican for what happened? I don't know. And then you've got Susan Collins out right. of Maine. She's you never know which she's way she's going to go. Mitt Romney. Does anyone know what Mitt's going to do? Um, you know, so, so, you know, so the, I would say those are six, uh, senators who, who are, you know, hold all the cards right now because, mm. you know, depending on how they vote may tip, you know, uh, tip this, uh, getting rid of the filibuster either way. So we'll certainly be, you know, we always carry, say we listen to certain voices. We'll, we'll certainly be listening to those voices, Joe Manchin, John Tester, Kristen Cinema, Lisa Mikowski, uh, Susan Collins, and Mitt Romney, um, and and as well as, of course, you know, um, Schumer now, who is going to lead the Senate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ugh, scary. Um, good old Chuck. Um, so we'll see you like that. All right. So where do we get started, Carrie? Um, let's see. Well. The economic news wasn't good. You know, there's no. jobless claims. Ouch. I saw 965,000. that. 965,000. The consensus was 787. So, you know, it's going the wrong direction. You know, And that's why a lot of people think that, you know, Biden's um, speech on the next stimulus package is very timely. In mm-hmm. other words, this was the nail in the coffin. I right. mean, you're close to a million new jobless claims last week. That's not good news. You know, um, you know, so we'll see, um, you know, see what that is. Um, The stimulus checks, you know, you know, January 15th, um, if you, you know, that was the last day the IRS says they're mailing them out. Okay. So, um, you know, if you're expecting one and you don't get one. Hold off because in Northeast Ohio, the mail's a little bit slow. Well, yeah. If you're, well, <laughs> see, so, so, so here's the thing. You know, this is the $600, right? right? Which we, we expect Joe Biden to say he wants to make that an additional 1400 or right. perhaps another 2000 Right. We'll see what he says tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're, again, we're taping the show on Thursday morning. Right. Uh, but, we, you know, the idea is... Um, you know, if you can always go to the IRS uh, tool on the website, it's called Get My Payment. Okay. And if you go to that, the, you have to get through the security, you know, questions. But basically, it'll give you the status of the first round of stimulus right. checks as well as the second round. And 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 the general rule is, however you got the first payment, that's the method you'll get the second payment. Right. So if it was electronically deposited, you'll get it that way. If it was a check in the mail, you'll get it that way. Now, there's been some problems, right? And and one of the problems, you know, is with the, the robot tax preparers. Mm-hmm. You know, the TurboTax and the H&R blocks and stuff. So did you hear that, Carrie, right? No, I have not. Okay, so so that was a big problem because apparently um, if you, you know, if you're using one of those robots, um, you know, even H&R Block, which isn't really as a robot, but the idea is if you were, remember, they're still using it, your 2019 tax return, mm-hmm. if it was filed. Right. Um, so it might have not been filed for the first stimulus check, in which case they use 2018. But for the second stimulus check, you know, your 2019 return has to be filed, you know, because. Of, okay. you know, but so um, so because we did have one client carry that the phase out didn't match. And that's what we figured out is because they used the 2018 return for the first stimulus and the 2019 return for the second stimulus. Right. Um, so, you know, that, that those are some of the, the, the getting into the weeds. But back to the uh, TurboTax and H&R Blocks and things like that. What happened was a lot, apparently, if you work with them professionally to, to file your return and you're expecting a refund, somehow they set up a, a quick bank account to accept the refund check automatically. Oh, because some of those, I think you get it, you can... 
you get your refund right away. They like advance you it. Okay. I know I've seen those commercials, so that's probably how they did it. Now the problem is those are temporary bank accounts. So they're not designed to go beyond the that tax year. That tax year. So what's happening is the IRS is trying to send electronically the stimulus checks to those to an accounts account that's that are not now there. closed. Mm, that's a problem. Good luck trying to get a hold right. of someone to get that situation. Now, if you, if you, if you, now the other problem too is the there. Apparently, they did use those stupid debit cards again. Which, for the life of me, I don't know why they're doing that. They didn't that. go over well the first no, time. No, people would throw them out. They were like, well, there's another solicitation for a credit yeah. card. People or would just throw them out. Yeah. And apparently, I, I don't know who gets them. I don't know if you got a, uh, a debit card the first round, you're getting a debit card the second round, whatever. So what's your final um, you know, uh, solution if you, if you think you deserve a stimulus check and you didn't get one? Um, well, the final one is going to be when you file your 2020 tax return. And on there, you, you know, if you if you can, you would make the claim that you deserved um, either the first and or second stimulus checks and you never got them. And you went to the 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 portal at the IRS and it's saying we cannot determine the status of your stimulus check. Right. Because you may get that message. Um, you know, then you would then you would make the claim on your when you file the 2020 tax return and, and in essence, try to get a credit amount of the stimulus check that you said you didn't receive properly. Okay. Uh, the other thing is um, the unemployment. Right. Now, remember, we get this question all the time. The stimulus checks are not considered taxable income to you. Mm-hmm. OK, it's it's considered a tax refund. OK, unemployment is a different situation. Mm-hmm. It you, is taxable. It is taxable income. Not only this normal state unemployment, but that additional federal. Remember, originally it was six hundred a week additional, right? Okay, the new then it was three hundred a week, mm-hmm. and then that's still going right now. There's another three hundred a week. Okay, right. Um, that is considered taxable income. All right, and, and you have the right to make a withholding election if you want. Right. Um. Uh. You know. Or a lot of times. Uh, and I would, I care, I don't know, I mean, that's a good question. I'd have to do a query of our clients about what percentage are having withholding done on their unemployment, what aren't. But we have, you know, but, you know, again, you, you probably want to have uh, withholding on your unemployment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so um, this new round of 300, so Ohio just this week said that, yeah, they're getting around. A lot of states have already started it. Ohio wasn't in the top states to get it started. Okay. This latest round of $300 extra a week. But they did, you know, Ohio Department of Job and Family Services did announce on Monday um, that they they expect to get the checks out the door starting next week. Okay. All right. And then those that benefit runs through, I believe, March 13th. Okay. Um, and that's in the additional 300 a week on top of the state. So those are um, so those are some of the things um, that if you're in that department. Um, so now, but back to so what 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 we wanted though what we'll be concentrating on this radio show throughout the year as well as many other topics. But that idea of saying, okay, do I need to adjust my financial plan if this democratic progressive tax agenda does move forward. Um, and, and we'll be talking about that, you know, um, I believe throughout the whole year. So you listen to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell. Mm-hmm. And Carrie, why don't you them know how they can get a hold of us? Right. And the estate planning team offers a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation to see if you can benefit from our services. Remember, what we do is the financial modeling, taking into account your income expenses, inflation, taxes, and conservative realistic growth rates or the growth rates. Any of those variables um, are what... Um, are unique to you and also and then we can do that analysis based on your spending if tax planning it just gives us a tool remember we don't do investments we work closely with our clients existing investment advisors or in many cases our clients do the investments on their own what we do is provide that objective analysis we are fee-based fiduciary planners registered with the state of ohio our home office is in middleburg heights and we still are offering free consultations in person we have some locations around the greater cleveland area or you can do free consultations by phone if you're more comfortable. 
You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website. On the website, you can sign up for our newsletter. I sent alerts. Actually, Mark, I forgot to tell you, I had an alert this week. It was talking about how the we've been talking about on the show for a while, but I blasted it out. It was about how the 4% rule is used incorrectly. Uh-huh. Um, um, but as we get news on the different law, um, tax law changes or other uh, relevant news, when we get planning classes scheduled again, hopefully sooner than later, um, you can also listen to our podcast at the website. So you can go to financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Yeah, the 4% rule, we'll be talking about that. We've been talking about it since, Mm -hmm. uh, how many years have we been doing this radio show, Carrie? I keep saying it's got to be, it's got to be at least, I I keep thinking, I think it's 20. I know there's been different stations before. Oh, yeah, well, I know. It's, yeah, well. I always think it's before I had my youngest, so. Yeah, it's, it's, (laughs) yeah, yeah, so. And we've been talking about the 4% rule, you know, which came out in the mid-90s, and, and we'll be talking about the 4% mm-hmm. rule. Yeah, I'm in the camp that says, no, the 4% rule isn't broken. People mm-hmm. just misuse it. Right. Math doesn't break down, you know. Um, and so, and, and if you want, and it's still, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, if, if you hear any financial planner saying, oh, it's easy to build a retirement plan, I can do it for you, Mr. Smith, in 10 minutes. The 10-minute retirement plan. We've seen those. Oh, yeah. Chances are they're using some variation of the 4% rule. You know, it, it all comes back to the math. Um, and, and I'm sure it will be, be talking about that. If, if you want to, you can always call us for a free consultation. And anything you want to understand about the 4% rule, I can go over with you. It'll take about 35 minutes. So what are some of the things that people are getting caught up in the, the headlines about this new Democratic progressive tax agenda Are you that, talking about, that's uh, going to ruin their financial lives. What about the elimination of step-up in basis? That could be a huge one. Okay, that's a good... I wasn't going to start there, Carrie, oh. but but that's okay. Um, you know, it illustrates my point. That's a passage cost issue. Right. That has nothing to do about income taxes during your lifetime. Right. Okay, um, but it could be a big one for if you're your concerned about you know what's going to happen to your heirs, or if you plan on inheriting a big non-qualified portfolio from your mom or dad, or your parents' house, and they've lived there for many years because you're going to pay the gains on that sale of the home, where currently you don't. Right. So, so the step up in basis is the old rule that says if you inherit any a and a non-spouse, right? Right. Know. Remember, there's always a free transfer of wealth between, between spouses. Spouse. So a non-spouse, if you inherit any capital appreciating asset, you mentioned real estate. Mm-hmm. It could be stocks, bonds, mutual funds, gold, uh, ETFs. You know, you know, um, real. You know, you know, not only real estate but rental right. properties. You know, anything. Um, not only your residence, I mean, but mm-hmm. you know, any real estate. Um, you get a step up in basis at death, meaning the the one who inherits it. The, whatever the basis that let's say came from a parent, they bought the stock for fifty dollars, and on the date of the death, it's worth ninety dollars. Okay, they never had to pay the capital gains tax because they never sold it during lifetime. So now it goes to the non-spouse beneficiary. Their basis doesn't become their parents' basis fifty dollars. It becomes the date of death value basis. Mm-hmm. So if the date of death value is ninety dollars, that becomes their basis. They're, they get the stepped up basis to the date of death value. So now if they go and sell that stock to to spend their inheritance, not that beneficiaries do that, right, Carrie? Um, I think the majority of them do. Right? But the idea is they don't have to pay that capital gains tax. If that goes away, right, mm, and, and that's that's part of Joe Biden's plan is to eliminate that. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. That's certainly been talked about many times right. before Joe Biden, mm-hmm. and it's they've you know and and they tried getting rid of it at one time, but it was such an accounting nightmare because no one knew what the basis of dad's stocks were, anyways, because in those days no one had computers to keep track of it, right. And the brokers didn't have to keep track of it. See, that's what the government changed a, 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 a number of years ago. They said, brokers, you now have to uh, keep track of the basis. Mm-hmm. So, so the government was laying the groundwork. So if they ever did implement taking away the step up in basis, they had a way to watchdog the whole process. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so th- th- they had to get that established. 
Okay, now, and now the other times it's been discussed that it's going to be eliminated, it wasn't going to be eliminated for everyone. Okay, you know, it was, it was say, you know, they were going to put a, a, a threshold, you know, then saying that the first X amount of the deceased capital appreciating assets can get the stub up in basis, but any amount over that would then not get the stub up in basis. Right. Similar to like the federal state tax exemption. Right. right. You, you know? have an amount that you can do without taxes. Anything above that is taxed. So if they if that's the um what I'm trying to say, the the um compromise, right. you know, that 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 comes down the line. Because right now I think it would be pretty radical for Joe Biden to get rid of the stub up in basis across the board. Mm. Okay. Um, I think it may be more realistic that he can get rid of it with a high exemption, mm-hmm. maybe similar to the federal state tax exemption. Okay. Right. Um, because it is kind of the and, and and part of the theory there is Carrie is because if there is an estate tax, a death tax, and there is no step up, the heirs kind of get double dipped. Right. Because first they would have to the estate tax would have to come out. Right. And then when they sell the the capital appreciating assets, they would have a capital gains tax. Which is hitting their tax return. So, you know, ouch, it's... Ouch, ouch. Th- Do you think the government cares? Well, you know, I, I'm just <laughs> saying. Now... Um, Got to fund their agenda. All right. So, yeah. So, the stubborn base... So, so, let's see. But let me go back a little bit. Okay. So, okay. So, because remember what Biden kept saying is that, you know, no one making less than $400,000 a year was going to see a penny increase in income taxes. So now we're back about income taxes. Right. Remember, I'm keeping the two distinguished. Right. Death tax or passage costs right. and income taxes while you're living. Right. Um, now, um, so, yeah, he wants to, you know, he wants to raise the top tax rate, you know, back up, you know, from the 37% to the 39.6%. Okay. So is that going to affect you at home? Okay. Um, you know, because that might not affect you. Okay. All right. Um, if it if you are in that camp, yeah, you may want to be saying, hey, Mark, I have got to adjust my financial plan because I plan, you know, especially if, you, if you're not ready to retire yet. In other words, if you're making that kind of money, you know, and, and in terms of a, a salary or, or a, a self-employed business or something, and you plan on that type of money coming in because you're not going to retire for 15 years, mm-hmm. and you're assuming a top rate of 37%, you, bet you might have to adjust your plan. Right. Okay. Um, what else is that, Biden? Biden would cap the itemized deductions at 28%. Well, there's not, you know, first of all, that may not affect you if you're not itemizing deductions right now anyways. But what if you are and you have a lot of medical? Then that, that will affect That might be tough, you. especially if you have a spouse in a nursing home. Right. Um, or someone in a loved one and you're doing it. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. So it does it affect you. You may have to, you know, adjust your plan and saying, okay, I'm not going to be able to, you know, what if I was planning a certain amount of itemized deductions, okay, I might not, you know, get that. Um, What about the long-term capital gains and dividends? Yeah, let me see if, um, so again, the, the, so yeah, so Joe Biden's talking about, you know, taxing capital gains at a higher rate. Mm-hmm. But again, Carrie, he's putting a threshold on that. Okay. He's talking about those taxpayers with incomes above $1 million. Okay. So if your income isn't above $1 million, you might not be getting a capital gains tax rate increase. Okay. And, you know, and you may be able to, you know, continue... Um, now, we always talk on this show about we don't think there are enough taxpayers taking advantage of the 0% right. capital, long-term capital gains rates, you know, and the 0% qualified dividend rates. You know, and then for a single payer, that's up to $40,000 of taxable income for a uh, married filing joint, they had double that. You know, um, now, remember, those were the lower capital gains rate. Remember, that's not part, the lower capital gains tax rates, Gary, is not part of President Trump's Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. It's expiring. Right. In 2025. 
the, the, these these lower capital gains rates were separate. They, they were mm-hmm. already in place. So you know, so they're you know they're not necessarily going up, but. You know, Biden wants to increase that for if you're making over a million dollars of income. And then at that point, you would be paying the same highest income tax rate, mm-hmm. the 39.6. OK. Um, how about, you know, Joe Biden's talked about his plan to save Social Security. Mm-hmm. Raising payroll taxes. Big surprise but there. You know what? Saving Social Security been is easy. You raise payroll taxes or you raise the threshold because of what is it? This year it was what one thirty seven seven hundred or something before of your wages. Um, I think Social Security was an e- is an easy fix. They've talked about time and time again. Yeah. So so let's talk a little bit about this, Carrie, because you know because we've said all along that's probably the way they're going to shore up Social Security. Mm-hmm. It's not very popular if you know for Congress people to vote to take away benefits of retirees. They're not going to do that. That's that's losing voters. It's easier just to raise the cap of the amount that gets taxed. Right. Um, or raise the tax rate, right? So um, so right now, yeah, you're right. So so only under the current cap, so for 2021, Carrie, the cap is 142800 Okay. Okay. It's about 3.7% higher than the number you mentioned last year's, which was 137700 Okay. Um, Biden's plan is that you, there's a donut hole. In other words, you you pay up to that current cap, right? Then you don't have any more. But any income above his magic four hundred thousand, there is no cap on any of that, right? So you know anything above the four. So you have the donut hole, you right. know, From the one forty two to four hundred, and then but any any earnings above four hundred gets taxed without any cap after that. Okay. All right. Um. Now, that also hurts the, 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 the employer, by the way, because right. the employer pays half of that. Right. All right. Um, now, um, so, you know, so that is now. But but the thing is, this is where when you talk about when Biden's saying, it, it, you know, it, it, no one making less than 400,000 is dependent increase. But the idea is, Carrie, there's a little tricky part about his plan mm-hmm. <laughs> because he wants to phase out the donut hole. Which could be huge for people. So what he's so well, how the plan is written is that the four hundred thousand does not go up with inflation. Like the like the current caps go oh, up every year with right, inflation. Which it okay. So eventually, as people are going to get caught as inflation goes up, which is kind of what happened with AMT, wasn't it? Yes. It's Hmm. the same thing that happened with AMT. So do we ever write something without some inflation factor? So how long would it take 142,800, the current 2021 cap, to get to 400,000? Can you do that math in your head, Carrie? No, I cannot, Mark. So using the 3.7% cost of living increase that we got this year, you know, to go from 137 to 142, it's going to take 30 years. So about a generation. So, So in other words, again, so that may not affect you. Right. But it- It could affect your kids. Right. Okay. Um, Definitely your grandkids. Because then eventually there's going to be no cap, basically. Mm-hmm. We're all going to get it's just and, and wages are going to go up over time. Right. And so, you know, the person making one hundred and thousand today will be making four hundred thousand 30 years from now, hmm. you know, or, you know, right. With, with with with, you know, so so the idea is it is a way they're trying to really say we want to get rid of the cap. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're not going to do it all at once. Right. OK. Um so, you know what, you know, so that that's something. Let's see what else. Um, well, I think, Mark, when you're talking about the taxfoundation.org did a good summary of, because they analyze all the candidates' tax plans and talk about the long-term impact of it. So if people want to, you know, go through and read their analysis, they said it trickled. It's like him wanting to increase the corporate tax rates. It, they talk about the impact that it's going to have on consumers. Do you think corporates are going to pay, you know, that's going to trickle down to the rest of us? Yeah, and, I, and I'm not even going to touch on the corporate tax increases, you know, because that, that is something. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but um, so, in other words, 
let me get back to the estate tax. We talked a little bit about stepping and stepping basis, Gary, right? But what about the estate tax? All right. Doesn't he want to? Well, he definitely wants to. Doesn't he want to bring it back to the three point five? Yeah. So the current federal estate tax exemption, again for twenty twenty one, is eleven million seven hundred thousand per person. Right. So, so couples get that, two of that. Double that. Twenty three point four. Twenty three million four hundred thousand, hmm. and at a forty percent rate. Right. <sighs> Ouch. Um, now, but there's not a lot of couples in this country right. who have in excess of twenty three point four million dollars. Right. All right. But the idea is Biden's talking about lowering that exemption to, to three and a half million. Which is where we were at one point before, which means it's going to affect a lot well, more Well, remember people. when we first started this it show, 600, it was 600,000. And Ohio had an estate tax. and Right. Um, now, I don't know if, if that's going to happen or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have enough votes to make that happen. As a matter of fact, the federal state tax exemption has never, I, I don't believe it's ever been gone. Down once right. it's been set. There's talk about okay. it. Remember, there were there were sunset. Remember the fiscal cliffs right. in 2010, and there were some weird things right. there. But in the end, it never really went down. Okay, but they also put it so high. Um, it wasn't like a gradual. It didn't go from one million to three point. It went. I mean, it when it jumped from three, it jumped. Right. Well, now now when when Trump's Tax Cuts and Jobs Act 2017, it doubled the exemption. Right. That's how it got from the you know the five point five million to the eleven million. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is not set in stone. Remember that expires. That rule expires in year twenty twenty five. Okay, so without any unless Congress extends or makes permanent Trump's Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, this federal state tax exemption that we're talking about right now gets cut in half in twenty twenty six. Okay, all right, but now Biden even wants to make it lower than that. Now, I always, you know, who knows what the Democrats would settle on? Right. Maybe five million. OK, maybe that's the number. Then with the and maybe they'll leave the inflation factor in. Right. So, it, you know, um, that, that it, it creeps up every year. But he also wants to raise the rate from 40 to 45 percent. OK. Um, well, yeah, he's got to pay for all the things they'd like to. Um, now, um, so should you run out and. Do a and, and you know, in other words, do you should you run out and do something to protect or reduce exposure to a potential lower federal estate tax? Exemption? Not necessarily. See, this is what I will we, we'll be because talking about this year. Well, people hear about things being talked about and then they take steps, and it never comes to be. So, how, in other words, because it, you have to look and say, okay, first of all. You know, what have you added up the gross value of your estate? Mm-hmm. Again, it's not your parents' estate. It's not your co-workers' estate. Right. Don't ask them what their federal state tax exposure is. you got to kind of do this yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and the idea is, do you know what goes into that calculation? So a lot of people, you know, don't, you know, so we can talk of things, obviously, IRAs, mm-hmm. um, investments, Life insurance, death benefits. Well, you're getting right to the. Oh, you're, sorry. You're jumping right to the confusing. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, yeah. So what most people think? Yeah, my hard assets, my checking and my savings, CDs, my investments. Right. They don't think about life insurance. Mm, that'll throw a lot of people over. Okay. And so, and they don't. A lot of times, they don't think about personal property. Right. The things that are non-titled property. Right. Oh, the government will never find out about those, will they? Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you ought to ask, you know, uh, Prince's uh, heirs, mm-hmm. where there's a little bit of discrepancy on what the federal government is valuing the value of Prince's personal property versus what the family was. Oh, I w- I'm guessing the family maybe undervalued it a bit. $30 million or so. <laughs> the same thing happened. What they to say? Maybe he gave it away years No, it's ago. just saying what the value of his name is. Right. Oh, that's a tough one. What the value of his future royalties are. Ooh, that's a tough one. Right. But my my point is again, yeah, it, your gross estate for estate tax includes everything. Right. It, Mark, does it include those uh, shoe boxes full of e bonds that I have up in the closet? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Oh, Mark, does it include the stamp collection and my coin collection? Yes. Uh, Mark, does it does it include the value of my jewelry? 
Yes. Does it include the value of my Bitcoin? Yes. All right. Um, life insurance. Mm-hmm. Most people don't realize if you are the owner and the insured right. of a life insurance policy, the death benefit, not the cash value, the death benefit is included in your gross estate for federal state tax purposes. Which people are saying, what do you mean? Because that only happened, that's only an asset after I die. Well, because a lot of people, even when they fill out the information that we have, will put life insurance and put the cash value if they have it on those older policies. And that's not the case. Right. So, you know, you start getting, so so the idea is what you, you know, Roth IRAs. I wanted to talk about Roth IRA this week, mm-hmm. Carrie. I'm not gonna. I know I'm not gonna. I'm gonna run out of time because you played those silly brown highlights at the yeah. beginning of the show. But the idea is, yes, Roth IRAs are going to be in your estate for federal state tax purposes. They're income tax free. Yeah, but that, not estate tax. That's, that's the reason why very wealthy people weren't doing Roth conversions back when we had a much lower federal state tax exemption. Because mm-hmm. what was the purpose of paying taxes to convert your IRA over to Roth? It was going to be subject to a 50% estate tax. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, so the idea is, you know, so we're starting. So what you're going to see happen here is all those attorneys and the life insurance professionals are going to be coming out of the woodwork. Well, you said you've heard things already on You'll the radio, hear the commercials. podcast, seen them. And they won't tell you how they plan on doing it. They'll just scare you and saying, you have got to do something because the federal state tax is going to ruin your family. All right. They'll be talking about eyelets. They'll be talking about grats and slats and, you know, idgets and crats and cruts and those are flips. Real, those are real things, by the way. Yes. <laughs> you know, People are probably um, like, you saw, are you doing a Dr. Seuss theme? You know, irrevocable life insurance trust, eyelets, right. uh, grantor retained annuity trust, grats, spousal lifetime asset trust, slats, intentionally defective grantor trusts. Okay, if you're charitably inclined, there you have charitable gift annuities. You've got CRATs, you know, charitable remainder annuity trust, CRUTs, charitable remainder unit trust. Mm-hmm. If you have the family business that you want to pass on to your family members, fa- you know, flips, family living partnerships. Right. These were all tools that we all use. We, you know, the state planning team. You listen to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell. We work with all of these back. We've been doing business for 35 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, helping Cleveland families. And it did make sense depending on the scenario. Right. And all those things were kind of put away up on the shelf when the federal state tax exemption ballooned to the current $11.7 million or a couple's getting twice two of those. But we may all be going back. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, so what, but the question is do you need to go out and buy one of those? It could be expensive. Solutions And not only expensive to purchase or put together, sometimes there's a cost to maintain. Uh, it's, yes. it's the annual. It's not like a one-time it's cost. It's the high maintenance. And it's intact. Like some people just don't want the hassle of it. And they're confusing, especially if you never read a slap before. You know, you know I always sometimes carry, you know, um, read your trust before the IRS does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, and 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 that it holds doubly true for any of these high level. These high level ones are now, very complicated. Now, one that we have seen recently in the last five to ten years, Carrie, were the um, Medicaid spend down trusts. Right. Okay, and we certainly had clients who have used those. We've certainly had clients who are totally confused by those. Right. Okay, but the idea is, you know, and but here's my point: if if you get caught up in a uh, you know, a, a New York Times headline or a Barron's or a uh, Bloomberg or whatever, and, and you're reading about, you know, these families that are, you know, running out and getting these slats and these grats and these eyelets, they might not be talking about your circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a lot of wealthy people in this country. Right. Um, now, and, and so you have to determine, and, and the thing is, are you dying today, Carrie? I hope not. Okay. Um, so the idea. I don't plan on it. The idea is maybe you don't look at what your estate value is today. 
Maybe you first got to build a financial plan that projects what your estate value will be at the time of your life expectancy. Because maybe that's when the estate taxes are due. Right. So, you know, the idea, because I always say, you know, if you're if you're getting close, let's say you think that, you know, Biden's going to be successful in getting the federal state tax exemption back to three and a half million. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a couple, that's seven million. But let's say your your state is there. Right. OK. Well, first of all, you may say, well, maybe I have to move any life insurance. that's part of that seven million out of my estate. That's the island, your revocable right. life insurance trust, right? Or, you know, but but the other thing is, the, 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 with the issue right now you're hearing is that the slats, you know, those spousal lifetime access, the idea is saying what people are doing, what the Wall Street attorneys are advising their billionaire clients or multi-multi-millionaire clients right. is saying that you want to use up this higher federal state tax exemption before the government takes it away. In other words, gift it away mm-hmm. and use it up. In other words, the, currently the lifetime gift exclusion is tied to the federal state tax exemption. Right. So you could give away, you know, a couple could give away up to twenty three point four million before they would have to pay any gift tax. Right. And that's not including the annual gift allowance, you know, which is right. fifteen thousand a year, right? Um, so what they're saying is, hey, you got to give that away right now. Because what the IRS had a favorable ruling last year saying that if the federal state tax exemption is reduced, they are not going to claw back lifetime gifts that were made under the exemption prior to the rollback. But once you make that choice, you give up your right as a say in that asset. Well, no, that's what these trusts are all about. They try to give it away and have access to it, too. You know, um, the spousal island, you know, but but the idea. So that's the pitch you're going to hear. You're going to say, you got to do this now because you got to give this money away now. You got to set up one of these irrevocable trusts now. Maybe I'll just spend it, Mark, instead. Well, you know, but (laughs) because in a month from now, you're not going to have it. I don't think it's going to happen in a month. We'll be talking a lot about this right. this year. And and one of the things is, you know, I can't stress enough how coordination of advisors is going to become important. If you're getting caught up in those headlines, you know, the first thing is, do you have a detailed financial plan that that accurately projects where your state will be when you Right. Your life expectancy, because like you're saying, maybe you, you maybe you're close to the seven million right now. But if you're planning on spending it or just doing simple things like using your annual gift allowance, you may be able to stay under mm-hmm. that threshold. Right. OK, so you might not have to implement one of these high level, high maintenance, expensive solutions. Right. Now you might. But if you are going to implement one of those, you better know what you know questions to ask the person that you're working with and that's where we can help and if you don't know we do at the estate planning team call 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com tune in next week for more financial food for thought for more information about the show for estate planning or upcoming seminars call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 thanks for listening